The title of today's message is, What Day Is It? Have you felt that? What day is it? Uh, you know, we are a, a church, right? So we're, we're this nonprofit organization. And sometimes when people think about a church, they think people just pray all day. I can promise you, we don't just pray all day. God has blessed his church family to have thousands of people and campuses all over and folks joining us from all different parts of the world. And we take that very seriously because we love people so much and want to make sure we're doing all we can to help people become who God is calling them to be. So every single time you get the opportunity to watch something like this, you need to know there was a whole bunch of work that went on on the back end. I mean, a ton. Sunday's kind of game day for us, though. People watch this not just on Sunday. We watch this all, any day of the week and any hour of the night and any part of the world. But, but since Sunday's game day, Saturday can be wild. I mean, Saturday, we are getting ready. We are crossing every T, dotting every I. We are making sure all team members are in place. We're talking to serve team. Hey, serve team, are you ready to go? We get the opportunity to love on God's sons and daughters, people who are hurting, people who are happy, people who are married, people who are single, people who are old, people who are young. We get the opportunity this upcoming Sunday to wrap our arms around them and give them the biggest hug virtually or physically that we possibly can. We love doing it. We take it seriously. That's why we pray for people. We do all the stuff. So on Saturday night, I'm telling you, the team is getting ready. We have one person on our staff. Her name is Judy Brown. We love her a ton. And Judy is one of the air traffic controllers of the church. And this one particular Saturday night, she is after it, y'all. I'm telling you, she is making sure everybody is contacted. She's texting the team. She's emailing folks. She's sliding into folks' DMs. She's doing it. Maybe she wasn't sliding into anybody's DMs. That would be inappropriate. But she is doing everything she can to get us ready for Sunday. And she's trying to figure out why in the world is it team like not there like not like ready like not not with her As a matter of fact like where's the message have we uploaded this thing what's going on here come to find out it was Friday not Saturday <laughs> okay what day is it have you felt that at all I know I have I felt at different times during this COVID season, I felt at different times in my life that I don't know what day it is. And today, we're gonna to look at this passage of scripture. And I think God's gonna grab a hold of our hearts and push us forward and wake us up and push us all to what he's called us to be. Turn with me to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, we're gonna begin reading in verse number seven. If you didn't bring your Bible, you can go ahead and grab it right now or just follow along with the words that are on the screen. Acts chapter 20, beginning in verse number seven. It says, on the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. They're gonna eat together, they're gonna connect. Uh, Paul spoke to the people and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. The very thing you do not want me to do right now. <laughs> There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on and on. I feel like this is a little bit of a jab from the writer here. His name is Luke who wrote the book of Acts and, and he's like, man, this guy 
he, he, didn't, he didn't shut up. Ever been to a wedding like this? Ever been to a funeral like this? Ever been to a church service like this? Just keeps talking on and on and on. When he was sound asleep, Eutychus was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. Paul went down, threw himself on the young man and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. I wish I was in the room. Matter of fact, as we keep on talking, I'm hoping to put us in the room. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. After talking until daylight, so he didn't really stop at midnight. He just kept going on. This is the longest church service ever. This is, you don't have enough coloring books for your kids. There's not enough songs to sing. It's just going on and on and on. After talking until daylight, he left. The people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. Okay, so I'm reading this past the scripture, and, and, and this young man, Eutychus, his name means lucky or fortunate. Yeah, lucky or fortunate. I, uh, I like that his name means that. Do you have any friends that you look at and you're like, that's a Eutychus? Like, they're lucky, they're fortunate. It's like it seems everything seems to work out in their favor. Uh, you, you want those folks to be your friends and sometimes are a little bit envious, a little bit jealous of those people. It's like everything seems to fall into line for folks like that. And we look at them or they and we're like, I wish I had a little bit of that fortune. I had a little bit of that luck. Here's the reality. I, I just want to make this clear to all of us. You're a Eutychus and I am too. Lucky, fortunate, we've got that. I mean, right now, you're like, Earl, Earl, you don't even know what's going on. I lost my job. Earl, you don't know what's going on with my marriage. Earl, Earl, you have no idea what's going on with my school. You have no idea what's going on with the business I'm trying to get off the ground. How in the world can you say I'm lucky or I'm fortunate? Hey, I'm not trying to say your life is perfect, but please understand for you and for me, every single one of us, if you have the ability to either listen or watch this right now, you're fortunate. You've got the goodness and the grace of God pursuing you. You've got the God of heaven that actually has you on his mind. You've got, you've got the Lord God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth that said, I love you so much. I want to get my word, my truth, my life, my purpose, my strength, my hope, my joy into your heart. If you are hearing this, if you are listening to this, if you have the capacity, the ability to either borrow a phone or borrow a laptop or borrow a TV, not steal one, but borrow one, or you have your whole family around you right now, or maybe you're even sitting alone watching this, maybe you have some tears streaming down your face because you have been through all types of junk and hell, not just this year, but over the last number of years, but you still have the ability to listen and you still have the ability to speak and you still have the ability to watch, I'm just telling you, my friends, we've got more to be thankful for than we can even possibly imagine. 
I'm not saying everything's perfect. Things are far from perfect. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to live a life of gratitude. I'm not trying to live a life where I'm thinking about this glass being half empty. I'm trying to live a life where I realize this glass is half full, that the God of heaven is on my side and he is providing resources around me. He's providing people to pray for me. Do you know you got a church that's praying for you right now? That's Shoreline City, and you're a part of this family. We are in this thing together, and I know I don't know everything that's going on in your life and everything that's going on in your family and everything that's going on in your mind, but God does, and he wanted to bring this message to you today to remind you there is still hope. I'm talking about thanks. I'm talking about gratitude. I'm talking about you and I appreciating the good things that God has brought into our lives, the things that we might take for granted. But man, we can look and go, hey, I, I am. I am one of the lucky ones. I am fortunate. I am favored. I am blessed. So, so here's this young man, Eutychus. We don't get his age, but we see him in Acts chapter 20. Again, Acts is uh, the story of the birth of the church, okay? Understand church was not man's idea. Church was God's idea. This family, this people coming together to be his hands and feet, to spread his love, to spread his message into the world, to let everyone know you don't have to be lost in your sin forever, that there's a God in heaven that not only loves you but forgives you and wants to give you a brand new start, then empower you and change you from the inside out to be his answer in the world. But this young man, uh, Eutychus, you, you can read it here. Again, it says he was sinking into a deep sleep. So he's, he's blessed enough to hear the message, but he still is sinking into a deep sleep. I found this very interesting. Paul talked until midnight. Well, we find out later he actually talked even longer but he's just going on and on and on. I want to give you just a quick word of encouragement. What feels like forever will not be forever. It, it feels like it. It feels like it when you're in a hospital room that you're going to be in it forever. It feels like it when you're going through a divorce, like it's going to be forever. It feels like it when your heart is broken that you're going to feel like that forever. It feels like when you haven't seen your friends for a while or been to a dinner party or, or had a bunch of folks in your corner, it feels like it's been a while. It feels like it's going to be forever. But my friends, I, I want you to know what feels like forever will not be forever. But, but can I ask you a question from this text? Can I ask you a question that jumped off the page at me that I think, I think might maybe prick your heart a little bit as well? Here, here's the question. What has God been speaking, but you are still sleeping? What is it that God's been trying to say to your heart and your life? Even in this particular season, we might find ourselves, and even in this particular moment in time, your, your life is in, in the moment, in the season, in the struggle, in the pain, in the triumph, in the good things that are happening in your life. What is it that God's been trying to speak to you, but you and I are just sinking into a deep sleep? Oh, my wife's my best friend. 
And uh, when we were in college, you know, 438 years ago, uh, we, were, we would, you know, study together at night. And my wife has this uncanny ability to just begin to doze off. And she has this one eye that closes and this other eye that stays open. And we got some friends of ours, Jenny and John Spuler, and we would all be studying uh, together. And my wife would be falling off uh, asleep and studying. <laughs> and I remember one time, um, Onika's falling asleep. And John goes, hey, hey, Onika. She goes, oh, I was just resting my eyes. You, 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 know, how, you know how we do. <laughs> College students, you, you know how you do in that humanities class that, you know, there's 400 people in and the lights are dim. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm just, I'm just falling asleep. But what is it? What is it God's been trying to say to you? And you're just slowly, slowly sinking into a deep sleep. I, I found that during this particular season of, of my life, I found that it's been easy for me to, to allow some of my disciplines to, to go to the wayside. I found that it's easy to kind of maybe stay in the bed a little bit longer or actually stay up a little bit later or binge watch on oh, some things that I, I just like, it's just stuff I don't even need to be watching. Not that it's inappropriate per se, but it's not, any, it's not healthy for my soul. It's like, why in the world am I watching Penguins on Disney at 2.30 in the morning? I mean, all of us are finding ourselves at different places at different times, and I just think God is trying to say some stuff, and we're just slowly being lulled to sleep like a brand new baby, and life's just kind of going, But you know God didn't wake you up in the first place just so that you would exist. You got purpose on the inside of you. You've got some life on the inside of you. You've got some things that God is wanting to do in you and through you, my friends. I, I was reading, uh, I've been reading the book Screwtape Letters. It's by C.S. Lewis, and I've been reading it longer than I need to be reading it. It's a short book, but, you know, and I picked up two other books in the meantime. I think I'm reading Infinity Game right now, and I think I'm reading The Practice of Godliness, and I might be reading a whole other book, too. But, but you, know, you know how you start reading a book. But in this book, Screwtape Letters, it's... Um, written from a unique perspective. It's like one demon talking to another demon, telling the demon how to uh, really get this patient, this person, this follower of Jesus off track. And this, this younger demon is wanting to go in for the quick kill. Like, let me, let me just get him off track really fast. And then the older demon goes, no, 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 don't do it like that. Go slow. Take your time. It's like that frog in the kettle. They don't even realize that the water is getting hotter. Maybe you don't even realize that you're starting to fall into a sleep. And God sent me here today to be a part of your wake-up call. I'm your alarm clock, and I pray that I'm not annoying. But think about that little eh. And let me just say, instead, it's like a John 3, 16. It's a God so loved the world. It's God's for you. God has his hand on your life that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Can I just let you know that I'm a part of the alarm clock today? Husbands, I'm a part of your alarm clock because you've kind of been falling asleep on how you've been loving and serving and taking care of your wife. Wives, I'm here to be part of the alarm clock to say, hey, you should not take for granted the blessings that God has given you. Friends, can I just say roommates? 
lights. I'm a part of the alarm clock today. Can we go ahead and wake up and say, man, I don't want to be falling asleep when God has been trying to wake me up. Some of us have been falling asleep in our prayer lives. Yeah, I mean, we, we look at our prayer lives and our, our prayer lives are, are, are just, they're stagnant right now. It's like we're, we're just going through the motions. And we think maybe because we have some worship music on uh, in the house, that, that's the same thing as connecting. And I just want to encourage you, pause for a little bit. Have some downtime. Turn off your phone. Put it down. Grab your Bible. Grab your journal. Just have some focused time to say, God, you can have my heart. Have you been falling into a sleep? Have you been falling into the sleep of offense? Has someone bothered you? Has some politician bothered you? Has some government official bothered you? Has some some friend or ex-friend or ex-boyfriend bothered you so much that it's just causing you to fall into a sleep and you're losing some of your edge. And yes, God is trying to speak, but like Eutychus, you're just falling asleep. Some of us have been falling asleep in our giving. We want to start trying to hold on to everything. So I'm trying to make sure I got, I got to keep, I got to keep all my acorns together. And I'm going to save them for a rainy day. And I'm all for saving for a rainy day. I think that's wise. I think that's smart. But please, my friends, some of us are drifting in this time and we're beginning to think our job is our provider and forgetting that God is our provider. He's speaking and we're sleeping, slowly drifting into a sleep. And I'm trying to let us all know, I'm trying to remind myself, and I feel like God sent me here to remind all of you that he's always been your provider, that it was never your job that, you was, that was your provider. You can even see in the book of Kings, there's this prophet, his name is Elijah, and he's sitting by this, uh, this brook, and a raven comes and brings him food. A raven is an unclean animal, and God uses that raven to bring that prophet some food. And Elijah could have praised the raven but it was just the raven who delivered what God sent in the first place. My friends, your job is just the raven. I'm letting you know that that friend that helped you out was just the raven. That family member that bailed you out was just the raven. God has always been the one that's been providing for you. He's been the one that's always paid your bills. He's been the one that's always put health into your body. My friends, let's not begin to worship the package. Let's remember we worship the provider. That's what you and I do here. We worship the the provider. We are not worshiping the package that he delivers his provision in. I, I don't want to sleep while God's speaking. I don't want to be one that's sleeping. I want to be somebody that's wide awake. Think, think about this for a second. Think about this. Eutychus has no idea that he's a part of history, okay? The dude, the dude is written about in the Bible. He's in there one time. <laughs> and he's in there one time for falling asleep. That's his claim to fame. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, 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 hey. Everybody, everybody up in heaven. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come look. Come look. Yep. I made it. My name's in there. Look, my name. <laughs> look, look. My name's right there. My name's right there. See that? Eutychus. That's me. And everyone else is like, Bruh, you fell asleep. The apostle Paul, okay, he's in the room with the apostle 
Paul, the Apostle Paul, is someone God used to write so much of the New Testament, and Eutychus is hearing the man preach in person. Imagine you got the chance to hear like Martin Luther King Jr. preach in person, or like Billy Graham preach in person, or Ravi Zachariah. I mean, you could think of a host of different people that you could hear speak in person, and Eutychus is in the room. <laughs> He's hearing the word of God. Maybe he had heard enough. Maybe he just got complacent. Maybe he's like, oh, I need something new. I need something fresh. I need something that's going to make me really run around the room. I don't know what was going through his brain. I'm glad he was there, but the man fell asleep. Can you believe that? This is wondering for, for me and you. Would we be this Eutychus? Because I don't want my name to be written in the Bible. And the thing that's known about me is I was in the room when history was being written and I fell asleep. Can I just say, can I submit to you that this was just another everyday Monday or Tuesday or what day is it? (laughs) It was another Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What, what day is it? And he just thinks he's going to a regular meeting, but there was history and destiny built into that moment. Can I just talk to you parents that are about to have a child? There's history built into that moment. Can I talk to those of you who are like, oh man, I'm excited about this next school year, but I'm not sure all that's gonna happen. I'm telling you, there's some history built into that moment. I met my wife my freshman year of college. There's some history built into that moment. The, The mundane things, there's some history built into that moment. So my friends, it's imperative that you and I don't fall asleep when we're in a moment of history. Can I just say on social issues, it's it's imperative that you and I don't fall asleep, that there's some people being brought into sex, being sold into sex slavery right now. Can I just say it's an imperative for all of us to understand that we are living in a day where people are actually starving to death all around the world. And God wants to give you an idea that can feed not just thousands, but could feed millions. Can I just let you know that this is a day in time that God is speaking and he wants to raise you up to be a voice in this generation. Do not let this be a moment where you and I just simply fall asleep. Can I talk for a second, because I'm just about done, to those who are in the back row? I'm going to talk to back row people. Like, well, I'm sitting at home right now, Earl. Well, I'm talking back row metaphorically. Back row meaning uh, I'm not, I'm a spectator. I'm kind of watching what's going on. Like, I, I, I love God, and I believe in God. But I'm not really, I'm not really like going all in. I'm, I'm a little bit more like Eutychus. I'm a third floor windowsill kind of follower of Jesus. I'm a third floor in the room, but I'm kind of in the back hanging out in my little comfy spot and I don't want anybody to sit next to me. So I got my feet up here, enough distance between me and everybody else. And, and I won't mess with anybody and I don't want anybody messing with me. 
I want to I want to talk to back row folks for just a second, okay? I want first and foremost you need to know I love you, okay? And Jesus loves you, and we're all in this thing together. But can I also say, you might think you only impact you, but that's not the way it actually works. See, Eutychus is up here in the, on the third floor in the windowsill, and he thinks he just impacts him, but him falling asleep actually interrupted the entire meeting. Things had to stop because Eutychus fell asleep. Now, there's no shame, okay? There's no shade to be thrown. There's no rocks to be thrown at you. There's no stones. We have no judgment here at all. I just want to let you know that, that the God of heaven is saying, son, daughter, I don't want you in a windowsill. I'd rather you be right there in the center of things. I'd rather you be right there in the middle. I'd rather you be getting your hands dirty. I'd rather you be living a life of sacrifice. I'd rather you be living a life that's not based on you, but a life that's based on my kingdom. I have a question for you. If every follower of Jesus looked like you, if they gave like you, if they loved like you, if they served like you, would the earth look like heaven or would it look like your kingdom? I'm asking myself that question. I'm asking myself that question. Again, I have no shade to throw. I have no judgment here. I just don't want us to fall asleep in our generation. I just don't want us to be a people like Eutychus that are in the room, but we're actually not soaking in and taking in all that God is trying to do in us and through us. I'm trying to move from the back row to the front row in every area of my life. I want to go first in giving. I want to go first in loving. I want to go first in serving. I want to do that with my wife, with my kids, with my friends, with this church with you, with this community. I want us all to be in this thing together. Okay, I'm all done here. I'm all, I'm all done. But let me give you just two practicals real quick, two practicals. The first practical is this, okay? I need mature saints to understand they help sleeping saints wake up. Do you see in the story how the Apostle Paul, the mature saint, gets down from his speaking, stops what he was doing to go and care for this young man, Eutychus, who had fallen asleep? I like that. I think there's something about that type of community and unity and love. I think there's something about that type of mentoring that type, of, that type of love where I say, I'll take you under my wing. And I'm not perfect. As a matter of fact, I've fallen out of some windowsills myself. Is there anybody who's watching right now, go ahead and put it in the comments, that has fallen asleep and fallen out of a windowsill? How many of us with our thought life or with our finances or with our relationships have have fallen out of a windowsill when we started looking at ourselves, making it about ourselves and instead of being about others. It's amazing to me how God is able to get so many things to you when he can get things through you. I know what it's like to be a dam. Uh, I know what it's like to be somebody that stops the flow of the, the presence and the power of God and the, and the blessing of God. But I'm telling you, it's a whole lot better to be that, that river. It's a whole lot better to be somebody that God can get it to so he can get it through. I'm telling you, it's just better. I'm just telling you as a mature 
mature believer, it is better, and I, I have not arrived, but it's better to live a life where you're laying down your life for others than living a life that's just trying to protect your interests. And I'm not talking about just being taken advantage of. I'm not talking about that. But too many people are so interested in trying to self-care that they got to understand that it was never about self in the first place. We were called to die to self. Yes, self-care and do your massage and take your walks and, and exercise and get your rest. Do all of those things. But my friends, we have been called to a savior that was not about self-care. He was about others' care. He was about laying down his life for all of humanity. And he said, if you want to follow me, this is what it looks like. Take up your cross daily and let's go. And in that, there's more joy and there's more power and there's more life than you and I could ever possibly imagine. And last but certainly not least, can I, can I just say to us, to those of us who have fallen big, for those of us who have fallen asleep, remember, life is found in Jesus. That's where life is found. And I know it'd be great to maybe have a ring on your finger or have a boyfriend or girlfriend, or maybe it's going to be great to have a home that you own one day, or shoot, maybe some of y'all believe in God for a second home you can own one day. Lord knows I've watched enough Caribbean life trying to figure out how these people are out there buying all these houses. <laughs> it might be, might be beautiful in your brain one day to think, oh, I can't, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for this. I, I can't wait to be able to do this or go there. And I'm telling you, life is not found in these external things. How many rich people, how many influential people do we need to tell us that you can have the whole world and your soul be empty? Hey, is it better to be rich than broke? I imagine so. <laughs> but you know what's terrible? To be rich monetarily and to be empty spiritually? Ask a rich person. They trade places with you in a heartbeat because they don't even know who's for them. They don't know who has an agenda and who has an angle, and they don't know who actually loves them for who they are and not for what they can give. I'm telling you, friends, life is found in Jesus. So what are we learning from this young man, Eutychus? What, 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 what should we be understanding? We can, we can get the word of God and we can be falling into a deep sleep. But I'm praying this is the day, whoo, we wake up to new life. What's it going to look like for you this week to live wide awake? What will it look like for you this week to live wide awake? that life is found in Jesus. If you're not a follower of his, this is your moment to surrender. This is your moment 
to go his direction. This is your moment to say, I don't want to go my own way. I want to go his way. And those of us who have been followers of Jesus, but we just have been playing games. Can this just be a day where we wake up to? I just want to pray for all of us right now. I just want to pray for every one of us. If you don't know Jesus, this is a moment of salvation for you. But for those of you who know him, but you've been sleeping, this is a moment for you to go, whoa, man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I heard this today so I could wake up out of my slumber. Father, I pray over every man and woman that is watching, every young person, every old person, every person in America and every person all around the world, whether their first English language is English or it's something else, I give you praise that you are working in every single one of our lives. Would you wake up your sons and daughters? I pray that this would be a day that the light switch gets turned on the inside of us, not because I was inspirational, oh God, but because your presence and your spirit is meeting people exactly where they are. I pray for chains to be broken. I pray for alarm clocks to go off. I pray for eyes to open up wide. I pray for ears to be unplugged. I pray, Father God, for strength to get back in our legs. And those of us who have been going through the motions, let this be the day that we're not going backwards anymore and we're not thinking about ourselves. Would you fix our eyes on you, Jesus, the author and the perfecter of of our faith. We give you our hearts and our lives. Use us for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.